Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Empire. Welcome to the latest edition of All's Caps with former Capitalist defenseman Carl Osner. I'm AP Hockey writer Steve Wino. We are going to be joined later uh, by Michael Phillips, the uh, sports editor of, of the Richmond Times-Dispatch, uh, a good friend of mine. He was at the, the, the first book event uh, for my book, Odd Man In, last night, Carl, uh, at Aslan. Uh, the next one, Irish Channel, on, on November 10th. See you there? Yes, yeah, see you there. That's going to be fun. I can't wait. Okay. Happy for you, man. That's a <laughs> sweet. I'm probably probably feels pretty good to, to finally get this thing out and, and have people react to it and just kind of... I guess be done with with writing and, and the build up, eh? Yeah, it was. It, it's it's fun to have an actual book. Like the the whole time you're going through it, and I'm sure. It, I, and I don't know how similar this is to, to being a player. And when you're training in the summer, and you're thinking, okay, it's all worth it when I'm playing in the playoffs and all of those things. Because when you have the payoff, it feels great. Absolutely. Yeah. There's 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 so much build up. There's a lot of hard work that goes into things, and that it's. Uh, at the time, you're probably telling yourself, "Why am I doing this?" or "This sucks. This is taking too long or too hard." But yeah, once you uh, once you put it into action, then then it feels good. And that was that's kind of the way I always felt, at least when when I'd get out there and actually get into some skating tests and or you know not being tired in, in a third period because I knew I I knew I had it in the tank. But oh man, it's it's a mental it's a mental grind, isn't it? It is, it is, and it was. Um, but let's get let's get to the Capitals. We're going to bring on Michael and tell some stories and, and do some bits in a little bit. But what are your, I guess, your thoughts on, on a the Jersey game the other night? I know this is kind of a, a road trip now. The Capitals are, are going on and will be a test for these guys. But what are your thoughts on, on kind of the Jersey game and finally kind of a 60-minute effort? Yeah, exactly. Well, it will be a test. It's, it's one of the most fun trips that you go on, though, when you get to hit hit uh, Dallas and, uh, and Nashville. It's always super exciting time because uh you know they're they're fun cities to be in um but, but yeah it's overall pretty solid effort like what was that there was uh the second period with with uh back-to-back goals twice you know with like what was it under a minute two times um that that really really helps you're kind of riding a riding a wave like that and i think i think overall you know got they gotta be pretty happy uh happy with a game like that and uh charlie lindgren you know my man your boy playing Playing solid again, so that was pretty sweet. I guess the only, the only, if you can look at it as a as a hiccup is you know the start of the, the third period. You know you obviously want to sure. try and shut things down there and and uh, and not really you know make things closer than they need to be. But yeah, overall, I, I think you got to be got to be pretty happy with uh, the direction that things are going going in after the 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 first two games of the season, right? Yeah, and, and we're record, so we're recording this on Thursday morning, uh, but upcoming games uh, at Nashville Saturday, at Carolina on, on Monday, those are early season tests. Those are those are teams that should be good. Yes, should be good, and, and buildings that are that are pretty hard to play in, too. So Is Carolina nice hard to play in? Carolina's hard to play in because, um, in, in my opinion, because the ice isn't normally all that good. Fair. And, 
and when you play against a team that tries to shut it down too and and play tight d and uh you know it's just that much harder to harder to make plays out there and and skate sometimes the ice feels heavy too and you know at least personally uh you know i was never the the most graceful you know float on top of the ice skater so those games just become that much tougher right there's a lot of a lot of big bodies on this team so i'm, I'm assuming it yeah, for them for a good chunk of the guys it still feels like a pretty hard place to play but the nashville on the other hand oh man it's so so easy to get up for games there and so much fun to play play in nashville so you know it's it's hopefully continuing to to ride some of that energy and not have a not have a dip where where that can happen going into carolina and then, and then the vegas golden knights coming in here next week uh, that's a team with, with with bruce cassidy that i actually think if they get any kind of goaltending that's a really 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 good team yeah, I mean, I think I thought they were going to be good last year too. I think everybody thought they were going to be good last year. And yeah, but the, the, I mean, the salary cap was completely botched, so every injury they had yeah. screwed them. Exactly, and that was it. Just happens, right? There, there's, there's not a whole lot you can do about it. And you know, it could have been a team where they they squeak into the playoffs and they ended up end up doing something really good and dangerous, right? But it just didn't happen. So, I, yeah, I still think the team is is solid and, and hard to play against. It's yeah, Vegas is a team that. That you know, I only got to play against them for for a little bit, but they they seem to have that aura about them where you're going in to play them, and it's like, oh man, this is, this is going to be a hard game. You know, a team that that plays fast and and is difficult to play against, and you know, there there's some teams that just have that about them, and you know, maybe maybe the Caps have uh, positive vibes against them because of because of uh, winning the cup there, but you know, it it could still be a very difficult match. And and new Ironman Phil Kessel coming into town i know you played against him you also had an iron man streak do you, do you remember how many games yours was um i think it ended just over 600 maybe it's pretty damn um, good man yeah it was it was good you know i'm obviously i'm i'm still a little bit bitter that it ended from a healthy scratch and not from an injury but you know it, it happens that's how um that's how the uh, oh man i'm blanking on uh, his name now who who had it before keith, uh, keith yandel. yandel yeah Be- before yandel oh. um um, oh my gosh! The, the old, that, yeah, I'm. Is is it amazing how fast he disappears? Right, it gets passed and then it just disappears. <laughs> I can't even remember the name, but it doesn't matter. Um, it, Doug Jarvis. Yeah, Doug Jarvis. That's what it was. I think I, I spoke to Doug, I spoke to Doug last year before Yandel broke his record. Yeah, and 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 so yeah, his happened in the same way. Healthy scratch. So it it does happen. Um, you know, obviously, it's super super impressive to uh, to to have a streak like that, regardless of how you play the game. You know. You know, Phil is not um, known for for someone who grinds it out a whole lot in the corners to block shots or anything like that. But either way, it's still very hard to be able to get in the lineup that many times. So yeah. you know, hats off. And there's an article uh, on I think it's the Score that released it. That is that is a very very fun read. It's a it's a like a 20 minute long read for me at least with my reading level. But it's very very fun uh, just to hear what some of his ex teammates uh, has said about him as a as a person and a player and and uh and an athlete too i had no idea that phil was as athletic as they say he is because he doesn't doesn't necessarily show that just with uh, right. <laughs> with, with the pictures we've seen so it's it's a very good read for anyone who wants to, to learn a little bit more about phil so i recommend that yeah john matisse on the score because I, I was there for a bunch of those interviews and there were some really funny stories about about phil kessel uh, when we come back on all caps we're going to join by richmond times dispatch sports editor michael phillips you ready? Showtime. 
On May 3rd, summer starts with the Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to All's Caps with former Capitals defenseman Carl Alzer. I'm AP Hockey writer Steve Wino. Actually live from Union Station in D.C. I have a train to catch in a bit. Uh, but we are joined by Michael Phillips from the Richmond Times-Dispatch. Michael, thank you for joining us. And also thanks for coming to the book party. Yeah, man. Uh, congrats on the book. I, I, You know, I've only owned it for about 12 hours, so I haven't dug into it yet. But I'm, I'm excited. And uh, I, I'm excited to see you on the move here promoting the book, spread, spreading the good word to America. I, I, I'm pouring myself out on every radio or TV station you ever want. <laughs> about this, which is not surprising. Carl, I have to get you your copy, and, and, and we're going to have Brett Leonhardt on at some point uh, in the next couple of weeks uh, to talk about kind of the, the Capitals part of this. But, Michael, you're, you're, you're a, not only do you cover the, the, the Washington Commanders, sports editor, uh, you are a, a Capitals person, you've been to playoff games. What has been your experience just being around this team, attending games, and, and, and even like even the Cup Final run? Yeah, man, um, that so I grew up in in Kansas uh, for the, for those who don't know me. Um, so no no NHL action there. But uh, I, I moved out to work for the Nationals originally uh, with MLB.com, and um, yeah, came, came to some games and, and got hooked right away. I mean, it's you know I'm, I'm not telling your audience anything they don't know, but it's the ultimate live sport. It really is, um, and and have been hooked and coming ever since. That first year I was out here was 07, uh, which which was the year they made the playoffs. Um, with the late season run, kind of the, the start of all of it. So, I, I mean, I, I think watching the team develop and grow and evolve every year has been just, just a total blast. And, uh, uh, you know, it's it, it's obviously still a, an incredibly fun experience to, to go no matter, uh, you know, how, how it is on the ice. It's always going to be a fun, action-packed night. Do you, do you find that even in, like, Richmond, Richmond area that the uh... – the buzz around there for for the Caps is has grown significantly over the last fifteen or so years. Like, has, has it re- is it does it reach that far? Yeah, yeah, it definitely does. Um, you know, we we had minor league hockey for a long time, but that that's been gone for a while. Um, so you know, it's kind of the only game in town in, in terms of if you want to go see something or, or watch hockey. Uh, you know, particularly during that Cup run, obviously everybody loves a winner, but but the TV ratings in Richmond were uh, you know through the roof, and and they still draw very good. Uh, crowd night in night out you know in, in a way that the other teams you know the nationals don't really in richmond um which really? is always a fascinating thing we did a survey of our readers a few years ago um like you know kind of what what teams are you into um and the answer was in foot you know in football it was you know then redskins now commanders and cowboys th- those are the two obviously those are the two everywhere in, you know in, in the area um for basketball it was yeah, I don't care about the Wizards. I just follow LeBron and, you know, wh- whoever, the stars. Um, 
baseball was, you know, the, the Braves minor league team was there forever. So, so the Braves were number one, um, but the Nats were kind of in the middle, you know, in, in a big second place tie with like Yankees and all that. But, but hockey, there was, there was no doubt it's a capitals town. They want, they want to hear about the capitals and, uh, uh, building on that momentum, uh, last year we had the first Richmond-born player uh, make make the NHL. Zach Jones, Zach, Zach Jones. defenseman, the right? yeah. um, which uh, obviously is a very exciting milestone as well. You talk about you know the the growth of the sport, building youth programs and all that. Um, so finally, maybe a little bit of the fruits of that. Yeah, there's not there's not a whole lot of rinks in in the Richmond area either. Just two, yeah, yeah, Just two. Oh man, that's. My pet project right now is trying to get more rinks in this uh, in this there area. You know, yeah, because <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's one of the things we talk about too with the with the alumni uh, association here is that you know, trying to find a way to to reach a little bit further because you know some of these this Northern Virginia and and some some places in Maryland they you know we, we get to we get out there a decent amount because it's it's close but finding finding um, I guess good opportunities to come out. You know, to to a little bit further reaching areas to to show support since we've been getting uh, support, but w- without actually getting to interact as much. You know, like that. I think that would be a, be a, a great thing. We've been been talking about it. So if, if Richmond's uh, Richmond's showing up the way that that you say they are, we got we got to find a way to get out there more. Yeah, and uh, you know they're they're building a new Coliseum uh, arena, so. Uh, that'll open in about four years, so I would imagine there will be some exhibition games down here uh, soon enough, kind of like the uh, the old Baltimore games. Although hopefully, may- maybe a little bit better rink in Richmond. We'll we'll shoot for that. Oh, I, I would I would hope so. Uh, did, Carl, did you play in that Baltimore game with the with the terrible ice? I did. Yeah, oh, it God. was it was entertaining. It was it, it was forgettable. <laughs> I guess is a good way to put it. You know, it, it, that's one thing that makes well, one of the things that makes hockey so tough is that you have to have good ice conditions, right? I mean, it'd be same with. It'd be the same with baseball, football, and, and all that. You kind of, you, you, they, you know, they have the elements to deal with, and conditions and stuff like that. But yeah, if we've got bad ice, it, all it takes is one, one little bump, you know, in it, and it means a puck over a stick to a breakaway to a goal. You know, it's just we've seen that things that you don't the really, season, yeah, yeah. You don't, yeah, exactly. You don't, and you don't really see it, especially from, you know, even sitting at the at the top of the first level. You definitely don't see it on TV unless you get a good camera angle replay that that things can get messed up so fast out there and and then you just look like a look like an like a loser for not being able to handle a pass and there's doesn't matter how good you are if, if you get bad conditions or bad they're bad conditions Baltimore unfortunately uh they had that for us yeah Michael is, yeah. has there been any buzz about Richmond once that arena's done having any minor league hockey yeah definitely um you know and, and there's you know there's so many different leagues and, and operations and you know like affiliated and unaffiliated so you know i i think we're probably a little too far out to know exactly where that'll land i, I right. think they're saying 20 26 is when the arena will open so you know maybe maybe a touch early to, to thing on that but i i'd be pretty surprised if they if they don't get something because you know it's there's a million people in richmond they're you know not not that you could you know pack the house every night for something but i i think there's definitely a market for bringing some kind of something there Carl, it sounds like you should be down at Richmond more. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna I, I went out there. Actually, the only time I've been out there was for the uh, for a NASCAR race, and it was it was uh, pretty sweet. Actually, to get my first ever, first and only ever taste of Bojangles too on my way down there, um, which Pace Sagister had to treat me to. So, if if they have things like that down there, then I'm I'm definitely gonna come out a little bit more. There you go, Michael. Yeah, you, you you've done that NASCAR race too. 
Oh, the whole town does an NASCAR race. It's uh, it, it is <laughs> it, it filing under not what it once was, but but when I moved there, it, it was 110,000 seats, oh. and and it was rocking. You know, that was kind of the the heyday, the Jeff Gordon, Dale Earnhardt um, heyday of NASCAR when everybody knew everybody. It's 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 not quite that anymore, but it's uh, it, it is a show, and uh, I'm sure Carl will tell you like it, it it's loud, it's it's in your face, it's uh, it, it's an experience. I I'm curious uh, just to, to going back to you said from Kansas City. They've talked about Kansas City uh, trying to have yeah. some sort of hockey for a while. Do you think do you think that would be an area that that could support an NHL team or not really? I don't know. Um, you know, they, they have the arena. That, that's right. kind of like the first piece of the puzzle, obviously. It's a great downtown arena that actually doesn't have a, a, a basketball or a hockey team, which, which is kind of fascinating. Like, I, I would guess it's the nicest arena in America that doesn't regularly host something. Um, you know, it's the, the Chiefs are entrenched in that town, obviously, and, and the Royals have done well for a long time. It's not as big as you know your traditional metropolis areas so i i think it'd be a tough pull but um you know i, I think it'd be a sort of thing where you have to get companies on board season ticket holders on on board out of the gate i, I think it'd be a bit of a lift but i, I you know you, you never know you watch some of these you know markets they go into and you, hey like kansas City's just as ready to have a team as phoenix is you know and maybe that's not a <laughs> resounding endorsement of it but you, you know it, the, the more you expand, eventually it, it's got to be on your list. Well, the, the yeah, arena is the issue. The, the arena is the issue in, in, in Phoenix, right, Carl? I mean, like yeah. uh, now they're going to play in a five thousand seat, basically college rink. Yeah, that's a tough thing, right? Location is such a is such a big thing. Like if you if you like look at Ottawa, like Ottawa is oh that's a, terrible. Yeah, it's a hockey it's a hockey place. Like hockey is 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 deep in the roots there. It's right you know, in Ontario, but but Quebec is right there too. And, and so it's in people's blood, but the arena is in the wrong spot, and and you don't draw fans. Like nobody wants to go out there. Players don't even enjoy being out there because there's nothing to do. Like you know, you you're you're at a hotel yeah. that's on a golf course that's got snow on it the entire time you're there, and and restaurants aren't very close. So if you put if you put an arena in the right spot, it sounds like the one in Kansas City is. It it can be pretty good, you know, and that's um, that's that's hurdle number one. So. If yeah, if if they are in the right spot there, and it's a nice place to live, but you know, I'm not sure about tornadoes. So it kind of freaks the heck out of me. So, <laughs> uh, other other than that, it sounds like it could be a, a pretty viable option. I love it. everybody's always scared of the thing they didn't grow up with. Like if there's a tornado, like I'm gonna go outside and look at it and like take pictures of it. Um, but like <laughs> earthquake, man, like I don't want to be anywhere near an earthquake. That that stuff freaks me out. Like everybody's like, oh no, it's not a big deal. Like if you go, my wife's from the West Coast. She's like, oh yeah, no, you just like go sit under a desk or something. I'm like no, 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 no. like that, that is not for me. Did you guys ever have like uh, earthquake tests? Like you know, you have a fire fire alarm test and stuff like that. Did you ever have an earthquake test? No, we, we we did tornado drills um, where you had to go to the basement and, and hang out. So that, yeah, we, we did the the fire drill and the tornado drill. Those were the two. That's funny. That, I guess that is that's a great example of it because we we always did that. Where it's like yeah, tornado or uh, earthquake earthquake drill. Get under your desk, wait there for thirty seconds, whatever, <laughs> then get out. That's I, that's a weird uh, a geographical thing, I guess. Yeah, I didn't even didn't even think about that. That's uh it's pretty neat. It, it, it sounds like a stupid question. It sounds like, a, what would you rather be in an earthquake, a hurricane, or a tornado? Oh, man. That's not a stupid question. That is a great question. It's too good to be on my list. Why not? <laughs> All right. So we, okay. All right. Well, we will get to Carl. Okay. After this, we come back. Uh, Michael Phillips will be the latest victim of Carl's stupid questions.
With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome back to All's Caps with former Capitals defenseman Carl Osner and Michael Phillips of the Richmond Times-Dispatch. I'm AP Hockey writer Steve Wino. And now for Carl's favorite portion of the show, Carl's Super Questions. Why not? Let's be serious. It's your favorite portion of the show, it, too. It's, you know what? It's, it, it's my favorite when I, can, when I can take a break from talking and just let you do everything. I <laughs> uh, got it. Okay, um, All right, Mike. We, we did a little run-through of how this works. Um, so it should be pretty, pretty fairly, fairly easy, straightforward, all that good stuff. Um, okay. You're going to see a bit of a theme here because the time of year. Um, but I'm, uh, my first question for you is, what's the best thing about fall, in your opinion? Is it, is it the sports? Is it baseball uh, playoffs? Um, football kind of gets going. Is it the leaves changing, the weather cooling off? What, what's your favorite thing? Oh, see, fall's great. Yeah, I, I, I got to go weather. I mean, I, I like getting outside. I went um, yesterday after we were done with, uh, with practice and writing and all that, went for a very nice hike out here. Uh, yeah, out in uh, out in Virginia, um, you know, enjoying the, the fall foliage. Uh, I I love having I love having sport, all the sports on TV too. That that is that is a luxury. But uh, but I got to go Leafs for sure. Yeah, Carl, you um, love you I love fall, fall right? Like like call, your fall is the best, right? Yes. Oh, absolutely. Fall, I think fall is for sure the best all around uh, time of year. Does it, does anybody disagree with that? Fall, fall's the best seasons. <laughs> Like you know, what? Else, a lot of else is playing for second. A lot of people like summer. It's uh, I I think I think because because we're in fall right now, people get fired up when when they when they're asked the question. But you know, when you're midsummer too, or maybe not midsummer, when you're at the beginning of summer, everyone's fired up about summer. So it's a tough one. I I think I should ask that question. I should ask that question midwinter when it's <laughs> starting to get cold. You know, and then everyone will say summer for sure. <laughs> right. There you go. <laughs> um. All right, so I'm not sure if you're as big into Halloween as I am, um, but with it coming up right now, um, can you remember what your what your favorite Halloween costume is uh, that you've ever ever worn? I, I am. I will be Bo Jackson this year of uh, you know uh, Kansas City Royal uh, Bo Jackson. Um, going out with my kids, uh, they're going to. I got two girls who are going to be. A witch and Pippi Longstocking. Uh, nice. So that, that, yeah, those are the polls. Um, we did a we did a good one as a family a few years ago where we were a s'more, um, chocolate graham cracker and, and marshmallow. Um, I I thought that my wife led that, but I, I thought that was that was pretty good. As a kid, I was I was almost exclusively athletes. Um, whoever whoever was was my guy at that moment. That that was pretty much the thing. That's awesome. The s'more is actually a great idea. The s'mores is great. My Carl, my, my my best of all time on this one was I dressed up as Bill Clinton as a kid with the full like silver hair dye and everything. <laughs> that is actually really good. That's so good. There's a, there's a photo I, of this somewhere. Uh, yeah, I know. I wish I had photos of all my stuff as a kid. I think my my best when I was young was I was Elvis when I was like Ooh. seven years old. And I thought it was so, at first I thought it was uh, kind of dumb. And then my mom made the costume and I put it on. And I was like, actually, this is so sweet now. And now Elvis <laughs> is a popular one this year too. So 
I guess uh, I feel pretty good about it. I got to dig that out of the archive somewhere, though. Um, Love it. Okay. Um, I've been indulging quite a bit lately, and so so my next one is: What's your favorite Halloween candy? Or it doesn't have to be candy. It could be: Are you a, are you a chips guy? You know, are you do you like when you get a, uh, Airheads, or do you like chocolate? Like, what what do you like to go for? A uh, uh, pretty standard answer here: It's it's Reese's for me. I'm you know I my my one seed of the Reese's is the Easter egg, um, but I'll eat Reese's any any time. The chocolate, the peanut butter. Um, uh, my my sleeper pick here, maybe my underrated candy in the bag, hundred grand. Um, I don't know if you know the hundred grand with the chocolate and the crunchies and the caramel. Um, I I think people sleep on that. That's uh, that's bonus points right there. I got a bag of um, <laughs> from Costco and uh, I just threw my hand in there, pulled something out, and it was one of those. And at first I was like, never heard of this. This is probably going to be junk. And had it, and I've been digging through that bag ever since, trying to find more of them. So, uh, very, very uh, good pick, Michael. Well, I, I, what's, what's uh, oh, oh, and, and it, it is. And Michael is exactly right. The Reese's peanut butter eggs are the best. It's the best ratio of chocolate to peanut butter of all of the. But I only like the, the holiday ones. I don't like the regular Reese's peanut butter cups. It's got to be the, the either the the trees, the hearts, the Easter eggs, the, the now the pumpkins for Halloween. And I've got great news, Michael. I have three bags of them from my parents to bring out to commanders next week let's go all right so i mean i i like them i need one bag i don't need four do they just put... need a win now uh, carl um on on weeks for the commanders win uh on wednesday they do a uh, victory wednesday and they bring in pizza for everybody in the building including us reporters um so so if we could get a win and wino bringing in reese's I, that's got potential to be a good day right there that really does. <laughs> what, where, where's the pizza coming from? Paisanos. Paisanos. Yes, nice. Oh yeah. Paisanos. Um, are those are they the holiday Reese's? Do they put more peanut butter to I, chocolate? I think so. I really yeah. do. The, the ratio is different. Yes. Yeah, it is. I think. Yeah, you All don't right. have the, you don't have the crispy edges of the, the the Reese's peanut butter cups. Yeah, gotcha. Well, my my just just in case anyone cares, I, my favorite's uh, Kit Kat. And if you're in Canada, uh, Smarties and Coffee Crisp are my my go-to. If you can ever get your hands on those, please give them a shot. I think you'll I think you'll be happy. Um, all right, now a little little bit away from uh, from Halloween here. If if you could get uh, an exclusive, spill all all the beans, tell every secret from any athlete, or actually no, not just athlete, any anybody, who would you uh, want to have that sit down with? Man, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm in the sports right. I'm going to stick in my lane here with the commanders, and, and I'm either going to pick Dan Snyder or RG3. Um, I, you know, Dan Snyder speaks for himself. RG3, that was the craziest year and a half here. Him doing great, getting hurt, uh, getting run out of here. Um, I, I think that that story was fascinating, um, how that played out um, with all the drama and turmoil in the building. I'd, I'd love to... I'd love to deep dive into that. I, I think that'd be a lot of, lot of fun, um, you know. And I think we could learn a lot potentially there too. Yeah, I agree. I think locally, that's a, that's a bit of a mystery for a lot of. Well, maybe not just locally, maybe throughout the league, but it is a mystery. And then Dan Snyder, yeah, that would be. I'd love to. I'd love to know some of the backstory here because I've heard a lot of stories, and uh, some of them are pretty hard to believe. So I'd love to. I'd love to hear what's going on inside the brain there. Maybe who, one day. Who, who, who would be my best pick for, from the Caps from, from your era? Like, like who who would be the best one to pick? 
Oh man, uh, I would I would love to be able to hear everything that went on in Sergei Fedorov's life. Mm. Um, oh okay. I think I think that would be really great. Obviously, obviously, uh, Ovi, Ovi, Backy, Greeny, like when they were just kind of getting into the swing of things, like their first four or five years. They, uh, you know, I'd love to love to hear everything go. Like if you could hear all the stuff that, uh, you know, their preparation for games and and all that stuff. I think it would be pretty, uh, it'd be pretty interesting stuff. But I'm not sure that there's ever been anything that's been, you know, as wild as the RG3 no. uh, saga. So that that probably trumps it. I mean, Sergey, that's that's one of the first great memories of the, of the Caps era was was the playoff goal, right? Game seven. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. It'd, be, it'd be fun just, you know, hear him talk about a little bit of his time here with some of the young Russians, but also his time in Detroit, man. Like that, he was there for uh, for some really, really fun times. So it'd be nice to nice to yeah. hear his, his thoughts on that. Nice. Um, okay, are, are you a car guy at all? No, a little bit, not really, no. Okay, so then then this this might be an easy answer for you. Um, <laughs> if you could if you could have a a really really nice almost mint condition classic muscle car or truck or brand new um, supercar type, what what would you go for and what what vehicle? All right, so in college I had a moped, and that that was the golden <laughs> era right there. You know, like yeah. everything everything was less than a mile away. You know, a nice fall day riding the moped around it. You know, so that, so that that's my automotive experience there. Like I learned how to change the oil on the moped. Um, I drove a Tesla the other day for the first time, and that acceleration is a lot of fun. Like I don't know if I want to own a Tesla, but I'd like to get in one occasionally just to make it go zero to sixty because because I I had a very good time with that. Um, whatever it is, I, I'm probably going with 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 like a convertible because the weather's nice. That's inspiring me right now, but. You know, like, get me a convertible, get me somewhere warm. Uh, we're gonna have a good time. All right, convertible. My kid's been asking for a convertible for a year now. <laughs> don't know, don't, don't know if I can do it yet. Um, okay, last question here is, what's your favorite breakfast food? I love breakfast, man. Breakfast me is too. Bad. <laughs> um, <laughs> put me on the spot, man. I love omelets, but I also love pancakes. But like biscuits and gravy hits pretty hard too. Um, give me, give me like a breakfast sandwich, you know, like egg, bacon, cheese, yes. uh, just, just, you know, on, on some really good bread or like a croissant, something like that. Um, just, just let's play the hits. Let, let's do a classic. Hey, why not? That, that just played right into our hand right there. It, it, it did. Like, it absolutely did. Go that's on. That's the conversation <laughs> we've been having it on is. this podcast. It's his breakfast sandwiches. And so I tried to open it up for you and sure enough, you brought us right back to a Sammy, but. Well, we, I need to I need to dig a little further now, and and so you were kind of going back and forth on on breakfast sandwich vessel. So if you had to narrow it down, what what is the perfect vessel for a breakfast sandwich? Man, okay, so we got a spot in Richmond, Sub Rosa. They they make like fresh baked breads every day, like bakery kind of thing. Their croissant is like unreal, like the flakiness, a little bit of crunch, soft on the inside. Um, I think in general, I'm probably probably picking like you know just just a nice like sourdough bread you know nice white bread um but but that croissant i'm, I'm picking that croissant <laughs> yeah yeah the croissant feels like a treat you know it feels like uh it feels like you have a, a pancake with with maple syrup on it as your <laughs> as your outside like it feels almost too good to be true oh man okay good stuff let me just quickly add this up because you had a couple uh, heavy hitters there bringing in the breakfast sandwich and our 
the RG3 and the 100 grand. This is pretty impressive. Um, my, by my calculations, that brings you up to uh, 230 points. Which where, where, I mean, that's, that's is, high. It's really high. I'm just, just a quick scan here. Um, I, I don't get to see. I don't get to see points scored often because I cover the Commanders. So this this is a real treat. <laughs> oh, uh, so good. I think that puts you top five. That might actually put you fifth overall, which Let's is go. which is pretty good. We have like we've got like fifty people. So congrats on that. That's really good. Let's go. We we've been doing this for 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 a year now with Carl's stupid questions, and you got a top five answer. Michael, thanks for joining us, and thanks for everybody listening to us on All Caps. Hey, uh, good luck with the book. Uh, what was it? The car wash where you go uh, go on all the media outlets. Uh, everything, yes. Uh, uh, everything. Yeah. I'll, I'll be watched and pulling for you. Great talk with you guys. Yes, uh, odd man in uh, hockey's emergency goalies and the wildest one-day job in sports. The, uh, the plug I have to do every week. Uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. We'll talk to you next week.